clock on a Saturday evening and here it is. I'm not sitting in the place I usually do. Hello folks. This is John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast. And this week we are originating from Stately Home Manor here in Studio B because Stacy's on the road, but I see him uh, on the uh, 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 control panel here. So how you doing, Stacy? Uh, how's my signal, John? You sound a little bit five uh, by five. <laughs> yeah, a little a little uh, echoey, like you're not close enough to the microphone for the room okay. you're in. But, but all right, uh, you want to choke try up that. on it a bit. Uh, you'll you'll do. How are you doing, okay. uh, Diana? I I am absolutely fine. And when Stacy is finished ranting about uh, football, I have some things to say to him. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to you, to you. Oh. And well, they are happy, good things. Well, that's, okay. a, that's a happy, good thing to hear then. But I will just uh, start the thing that Stacy and I probably, it's a good thing that we're not sitting across the table from each other. <laughs> because in about 30 minutes, Alabama and uh, Tennessee, Alabama and uh, Vanderbilt kick off uh, against each other, but I'll let you take it from there, Stacey. Yes. Uh, number two ranked Alabama will be at home against uh, at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa against the lowly Vanderbilt Commodores. Hey, both schools got three wins. Both schools got three wins right now. <laughs> I see that. Well, okay, then. Well, well, we'll we are we'll saying see. nothing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, meanwhile, in other games around the country, the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs uh, today defeated Kent State 39-22. to uh, They threatened to bring out the Ohio National Guard, but... Uh, Ooh. Boom, boom. I have to make that Kent State joke. I'm sorry. Uh, number four, Michigan uh, defeated Maryland 34-27. to uh, it was a, a very uh, tight game in the ACC as number five Clemson held off Wake Forest 51 to 45. Uh, one of neither of those teams brought their defense to the game, so that was a very interesting. Yeah, 96 points scored in that game. Number 14, Penn State. 33, Central Michigan, 14. Uh, number 17, Baylor, 31-24 to 24 over Iowa State. Number 24, Pittsburgh defeated Rhode Island. I didn't even know Rhode Island had a football team. 45-24. to 24. Uh, Currently, right now, 
uh, in an SEC matchup. Uh, number 11, Tennessee is leading Florida 38 to 27. Yeah, uh, in the, the fourth big, quarter. Yes, uh, with five minutes to go. Uh, uh, almost uh, at the end, and I'm trying to see here what's happening. Yes, Texas now has the ball with 11 seconds left. Uh, Texas, ranked number 22, trails Texas Tech. Uh, and that game will be over momentarily. Um Anyways, uh, number 25, Miami, uh, got beat by Middle Tennessee, 45-24 to 24 at Miami, by the way. I don't uh, know how that happens. Yes, yeah, well, there's six minutes to go in the game, but I, I'm not expecting a miracle comeback. Um, well, anyways, uh, yeah, number 15, Oregon, is trailing Washington State 27-22 in the fourth quarter. Uh, number 16, Ole Miss, leads Tulsa 35-27, to also in the fourth quarter. And that brings you up to date. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Hang on a second here. I'm trying to see what's happening in this Texas Tech game. <laughs> It's two seconds left. Texas has the ball at the Texas Tech 30. Uh, wow. Yeah, let's see. Are they going to kick a field goal to tie it? Oh, well, well, we'll have to wait and see uh, the outcome of that game. But that brings you up to date with the scores, and we'll break in if anything changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, go for it, Diana. Okay. Stacy. Today, you published two different posts, and um, all I want to say is that the, first, that the post regarding a death in Philadelphia is yeah. well-phrased and is hard-hitting, and it makes us all think. But um, your post regarding um, your, your post Wolfie begins... Gilbert. Yes. Born in Odessa, Ukraine in 1886, and you be, Louis, Louis Wolf Gilbert emigrated to the United States as a boy and became one of the most prolific lyricists of Tin Pan Alley. All I want to say is, one, I know this, I know this piece quite well, um, and all I can say is your grace as a writer never ceases to please and amaze me. You have this gift for bringing um, a, 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 your personal life <laughs> into the uh, great saga of American history. And sometimes through this little tiny thing of, of a, a musical piece and, I re and a, a paddle boat, I really, really appreciate your writing. Well, anyway, well, thank you. I needed to say that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, she's talking about something I published uh, not long before we uh, went on air at the other McCain mm -hmm. about an immigrant from Ukraine. Yes. Who, who wrote uh, one of the great songs of the ragtime jazz era. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, on there, I feature a video uh, from mm -hmm. a. 1941 movie starring Judy Garland and 
Mickey Rooney, and uh, what a joyous uh, number that song is. If you, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It is, and uh, but like I said, scholars of critical race theory could not be reached for comment. <laughs> I don't care about them. It's the way you tie your family to the song and to the paddle boat, and it's just marvelous. Yeah, it this afternoon, really this afternoon, I, uh, my uh, uh, wife and I, and uh, most of her family. Uh, rode down the Ohio River mm -hmm. on a stern wheel uh, river boat, uh, and it was uh, just the a, a Danny Denny. Yeah, and I had I had knew nothing about um, knew nothing about the boat, but mm -hmm. it once won a uh, a a, a uh, river boat race that uh, was held uh, somewhere on the uh, river. Uh, it, anyways, but there, there's a whole history behind this mm -hmm. boat, and uh, but yeah, and Blennerhassett Island also mm -hmm. comes up in uh, American history. It does. That, it was the site of Aaron Burr's treasonous conspiracy. It was. I, you know, do you know how much I appreciated seeing that? Um, <laughs> I just, I, I was sitting there going, this is. Stacy, we need to talk about this, and it's too late to send an email. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Well, so anyway. anyways, how are things in Valdosta today? Uh, you know, um, I think this is perfect fall weather. Uh, this morning, the low was 64 degrees. The high was 83, but the humidity is really low. The sky was this absolutely beautiful crystalline blue. And we had a few puffy white clouds floating across. Um, there is a light breeze. It is so perfect. It's just absolutely um, amazing as a day. Yeah. Um, and and but our you've symphony. got a hurricane on the way. <laughs> oh, there's a hurricane on the way. But you know, I'm sorry, we're too far inland, and we've got too many swamps around us. The hurricane just sort of loses its oomph when it gets to us. Speaking of uh, uh, lots of water on the ground, there's a yeah. uh, a meme that or something that just went by that Grizzly uh, Joe just uh, had on Twitter, uh, and it uh, is a picture of a flooded field full of uh, EV charging points, <laughs> and it's captioned and you and the and the caption is and you thought it was dangerous to smoke while you were filling up. Yeah, well, th let's talk about things we're not making up. Mm. Okay, well, and that has to do with the fall season. Now that football is on us, we also have <sighs> Bud Light Seltzer, which is 5% alcohol, which is actually <sighs> more alcohol than Bud Light beer. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, it comes in pumpkin spice Flavor. I'm sorry, but you know, pumpkin spice is great in a pie, but what on earth is going on with this? <laughs> uh, teenage girls got to drink something, you know? Well, I mean, well actually, like I, think it, I think it was uh, single cat women uh, uh, getting attracted to it at Starbucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. When, when, when I was, uh, when I was uh, 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 younger, you know, it was like... Uh, 
you you could uh, you know you could tell when somebody came into the store and bought Bartles and James uh, wine. <laughs> oh God, those that, some wine teenage coolers. girl was about to lose her virginity. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, do you know? Almost, do you know? Almost, well, that had nothing to do with anything. Um, I uh, I was in the Silicon Valley, uh, working in the Silicon Valley in the early '80s during vaporware. And um, we had these floating Friday night parties on Sand Hill Road. And I must say that they were definitely, definitely fueled by Bartles and James. <laughs> and, and, and actually, some of their commercials were pretty good. The two actors they got to, uh, were, were great. And there's one where they decided that we're introducing our second flavor. And the, the skinnier guy, who I guess was James, throws a dart. Right, and they show it hitting the dartboard, and it's labeled in the area labeled red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wine coolers! Oh my God! Yeah. Hey, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, in 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 in, in high finance, um, I don't know if you've uh, looked at your four hundred one k's recently, but the Dow is don't. down fourteen hundred points since Biden took office. Uh, and, uh, all I can say is my minimum, uh, distribution requirement just went way down. <sighs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it is not nice. Uh, and, uh, it's interesting though, you know, it's one thing when you have the daily wire writing, uh, pieces, uh, going after, um, uh, a Biden and the administration and the piece that mm -hmm. I linked to for us to, to talk about is, is a daily wire piece, but, mm. The other thing about finance that's oh. a big impact on the economy would drive a lot of infl inflation is the student debt, uh, yeah. debt relief. And there's an opinion piece in the Washington Post Scaling. pointing out that if that the pandemic is over, that's where any statutory authority for forgiving debt, actually it's the authority to delay payment, but that's where the statutory authority for that Biden might have had. Uh, but he's just announced that the pandemic's over. It's like, who, who is in charge in the White House? Yeah, well, I think someone may be polling that question <laughs> in the near future. <clears throat> Yeah. Wouldn't well, surprise me. And all I can say is that if you're most of us, you're like, dear God, we don't know, but we're really frightened. Well, I mean, th there was a scary thing then that went down yesterday mm. with uh, uh, our, our, our press secretary being oh, asked God. how many. Well, you know, if, if you're upset about 15 weeks for, uh, uh, as a limit on abortion from the Republicans, where, what's Biden's number? And, he doesn't and was, have one. Well, I mean, she just she just kept going on and on about not mm. answering the question. Uh, it well, was just absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it, it, you know, she could have done something as simple as saying uh, he, he is for, he's still formulating his uh, thing, you know, and, and still working on it. And we'll get back to you. But she just would not answer the question. In most of Europe, it's 12 weeks most of Europe. In some countries, it there, there simply is no abortion. Um, all, well, no legal abortion. Um, in other, but there is no country in Europe, um, progressive Europe, 
that has a, a an abortion uh, permission on demand yeah. of later than twelve weeks, and all I, by I, I itself. Did... Yeah, I, all but, by you itself. Know, I, all she and, has it... to say, all she has to say, is we don't actually approve of a uh, national standard. Um, that's all she has to say. We should, we think it should belongs to the states and she'd or be she, off the hook. Or she could just say the Supreme court just took it off the federal government's, uh, uh, table. Mm-hmm. She know, could and, say and, that. And that, that would end it, but th- that wouldn't would necessarily work with the people they're trying to, uh, uh score points with. Meanwhile, though, true. we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get back to that in a little more detail further, mm-hmm. uh, through the hour, but. Uh, the last month has been kind yeah. of dicey for the Russians, uh, uh, and it's t- been turning out better for the Ukrainians. Uh, and Stacy had a uh, has had uh, had a post up early in the week about uh, mm-hmm. what the Ukrainians had been doing. You want to roll with mm-hmm. that, Stacy? Yeah, um, it's very difficult to get up to date information about the war in Ukraine. Everyone wants to tell you about the politics and the diplomacy mm-hmm. and and everything else. And I'm trying to find out what's going on in the ground. But uh, good luck. Yeah. But uh, when when the uh, when the Kharkiv offensive, I guess, mm-hmm. is what what we're calling it now, uh, mm-hmm. took place, it stopped at the Oskil River. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, and I was concerned about that because, mm. uh, you know, because if they're going to liberate um, the Luhansk region, mm-hmm. uh, then they're going to have to cross that river. So, but anyways, and so finally this week, uh, uh, it was confirmed that the Ukraine river, uh, Ukraine forces are now across the Oskil River on the east mm-hmm. side. And um, and uh, advancing toward um, Svatov, Kremina. Yeah, Svatov and Kremina, and um, anyways, and and so so the tactical uh, situation uh, is still favorable um, uh, to Ukraine, and um, and so so you know, but. You know, we're, you know, it's very difficult to get uh, up to date information about this because they want to tell you, well, you know, um, they want to tell you about what Putin's doing in terms of mobilization and what the, you know, NATO is doing and everything like that. And I'm like, give me the news about the battle on the ground. Yeah, except here's the problem. There's, um, there's, okay, I am willing to accept because I've seen satellite footage at the satellite and drone footage at this point that the Ukrainians um, did the sensible thing. They paused, consolidated, leapt and uh, uh, bounded forward. Um, My problem here is that I don't trust, Ukraine is doing a brilliant job of controlling the information war. I am very, very impressed with their handling of it. I don't trust them an inch, but I do trust. I do. 
uh, admire how they're handling the information war. The thing is that they have, by my observation, and I am not a military genius, nor am I well-trained, um, they have done a number of things right. They have understood about training and consolidating forces. They have understood about uh, preserving their air force and their armor um, to come in now. The only thing that, but as I keep saying, and I've been saying in Stacy's comments um, rather emphatically, it is time, past time, for Ukraine to negotiate um, an end to this. Yeah. Well, the, on the other hand, uh, uh, if you look at what's also going on in the South, where the advances mm -hmm. have not been as dramatic. They've hardly but they happened. But, well, but they have been persistent, and they have been a meat grinder for, uh, for the Russian troops that are down there. And okay. uh, it has also kept... Uh, the Russians have a few of their surviving competent mm -hmm. units down there trying to hold the line. It's kept them from redeploying them. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we're seeing uh, people in their late 50s being mm -hmm. uh, drafted into the Russian army. And it would be one Ethnic thing. Ethnic minorities, not well, the not great Russians. Well, but... Uh, in, in, in some cases, you're seeing uh, uh, Russians uh, who are, uh, you know, not only too old, really, for military mm -hmm. service, but they weren't. It, be, we, it would be one thing if push had, uh, had come to shove and you were uh, pulling in former reservists or something like that. Mm. Right. Or uh, ex-members, you know, uh, but uh, of the army. But they're pulling in people with in their 50s and 60s. In, into their mm -hmm. 60s with no military background and they're sending them to the front with two weeks of training yeah hey, i hey, know hey. um this is becoming a uh this is becoming a theme and i don't know about anybody else but um i actually know quite a bit about yakutsk and um to start drawing people out of there a lot of whom are um, descendants of gulag survivors has got my head hurting. I don't know what they're thinking in Russia. Well, they're, well, they're looking for warm bodies that, <sighs> as you say, that are less likely to be ethnic Russians. Well, I, I want to say mm. that um, uh, one of the, um, one of the, uh, things that I saw at Ace of Spades this week, and I can't mm -hmm. confirm this, uh, right. but he, he said that um, uh, at some point, uh, Russia, I mean, Ukraine and Russia were negotiating towards some kind of, um, mm -hmm. you know, deal. They and, were. It, and it was scratched by the Biden administration. I know. Which is trying to get to regime change in Moscow, and I'm like, That's insane, crazy town. It's that like, is insane. You know, it's like it's like if the if the Ukrainians, you know, I'm not, I would not want to force the Ukrainians to yield anything to the Russians, <sighs> okay? But if they had a deal that would bring peace, and the the Biden administration said no, I'm like. You're crazy. This we is, are. 
We are. And here's the other thing. Um, please note that um, Zelensky had an interview with The Guardian this week, uh, earlier this week, in which he uh, ad essentially casually advocated for st first strikes by the U.S. against Russia. Um, Vladimir dear Putin, dear God, yes, Putin has been has addressed the Russian Federation with the words, "This is not a bluff. We will use nukes." Um, by the way, um, Vladimir Vladimirovich said this first. Um, uh, Zelensky's insanity is, I don't know what, what the heck is going on there. I got nothing, but I do want to mention that. Um, all of this is utterly insane. Now, Putin is clearly very ill. He is shrunken. He is trembling. I am absolutely do not know what is going on with the man's health. I am not a doctor. I don't know anything. But I will tell you, he looks extremely ill to me. And mm. I am extremely concerned. The United States needs to cool this situation, and our regime is insane. Well, the idea of regime change, uh, <sighs> you know, it would be. Uh, interesting if we got something better out of that, uh, but I don't think it would be particularly likely given the cast of characters that are in Russia right now. I mean, look at what's going on. They, it, the Russians have not done such a good job, as you say, of managing the information warfare. Ooh, they, they, are in, for the, they are, for the most part, international pariahs. We've got mm -hmm. to the point where North Korea... <laughs> is embarrassed to have them as an ally, right? <laughs> I mean, there was an AP press. Yeah. The AP reported that North Korea issued a statement saying, we haven't exported any weapons to Russia uh, uh, during the war with uh, Ukraine. We got no plans to do mm -hmm. so. And the U.S. is lying about us, uh, uh, trying to tarnish our image. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm sure the Norks have been obeying the uh, – the uh, UN Security Council resolution that bans them from the international arm trade, right? Yeah, I mean, right. But really, do the Norks uh, think that being associated with the Russian war in Ukraine would lower their standing in the world? I mean, like, how do you lower the Norks? Never mind. Uh, Never mind. It, it, Don't go there. <laughs> but, uh, well, North Korea and Syria are the only two countries that have recognized the independence of those breakaway uh, Donetsk and Luhansk regions. Uh, and North Korea has said, well, you know, uh, when it's time to clean up, we could make a few bucks sending workers to help uh, clean up in uh, uh, the situation. But, you know, clean up selling... all the nuclear fallout, because at this rate, that's what they're looking at. On the other hand, maybe they're trying to cut a deal to sell. You know, Ukraine uh, is probably at this point wondering why they uh, gave their nukes back to Russia. Uh, yeah. And maybe maybe the Norks are trying to cut a deal with them. I don't know. But, you know, it's just like, okay, you've got this situation so bad that the North Koreans are going, no, 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 we're not, uh, not, not us. Not us. It's you know, the real problem here is that when Vladimir Putin dies, 
and I'm not going to put, I'm not going, I, again, not a doctor, got nothing, but he looks very ill to me. If that man dies, he has deliberately made sure that there's no uh, clear succession. He's made really clear that there is no one, he has uh, decapitated any kind of leadership. I am really worried about this. Um, well, I mean, granted, I'm, 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 not... I'm a Soviet person. I, I, I study the Soviets. That's what I do. And I don't actually regard Russia currently as all that different. And I have never seen anything. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. I have very well, I bad feelings. Well, why, why would one, someone even think that the Russian Federation would stay intact? It won't. There's no way it can. Um, the ethnic minorities are extremely restive, and for good reason. They've been exploited and uh, suppressed and misused. How long do you think it would take the Chinese to come across the Amur River? Uh, oh, God. Uh, well, there's a problem with that because <laughs> nobody wants to be ruled by China. Um, so what will happen is something, it, it'll devolve into something extraordinarily bloody, ugly, and messy. Hmm. Um, maybe, look, um, the only maybe, thing, maybe the there's only a descendant positive, of Khan, maybe there's a descendant of, of Genghis Khan and uh, Mongolia that we can, use. there probably is. There are lots of, there are actually a whole bunch of direct descendants probably, but the thing to keep in mind is that the only good thing about this is that if we descended to as crappy a mess as the last couple of years have indicated we're heading into um, economically and so on, at least we won't have to do anything about it because there won't no. be anything we can do. Well, well speaking... Uh let me uh, return let me return to the domestic sphere to tell you that Texas Tech has hung on to defeat <laughs> Texas 37 to 34 and meanwhile uh, Tennessee has defeated Florida 38 to 33 so there's your final scores on those games and we're about to kick off with Vanderbilt in Alabama but uh, <laughs> and I'm wa I'm watching the scoreboard on that well I'll report uh, who scores first don't worry about it uh, but speaking of other things domestic and financial uh, and other things um, PayPal has been uh, mm. ugly uh, to yes. some people. Yes, I, I, I am uh, very unhappy to report uh, that, uh, by the way, Toby Young, uh, the, mm. uh, the headline on this item at the other McCain is simple question, who complained? And it yeah. involves the British journalist, Toby Young, who who I knew mainly as a humorist, okay, uh, back in the day, uh, and I interviewed him long ago. He wrote a book uh, when I was at the Washington Times, and and I interviewed him at that time. But um, Toby Young reports that PayPal shut down the accounts of his daily skeptic site, oh. as well as the Free Speech Union, a nonprofit he created. Um, 
when he inquired about the cause of this uh, deplatforming, Young received an email that included this piece of explanation. Uh. Quote, PayPal's policy is not to allow our services to be used for activities that promote hate, violence, or racial intolerance. Uh, and uh, yeah, right. And, and, and Toby Young was uh, his response was, "What the fuck are you talking about? That his site doesn't do any of those things. It's." Um, uh, what he has done is questioned uh, the conventional wisdom on several issues, including COVID-19 policy, transgenderism, and the war in Ukraine. Now, it, any of those things, right? The thing is, is that if you, and this, I've experienced this myself, is that when you're talking about policy dealing with transgenderism, right? Oh, um, there is this tiny swarm of people, okay? Numbering in the thousands, but as a statistical thing, they're tiny, but they're very active. And they're always complaining about something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's transphobia, you know, to... And, and you're talking about a matter of public policy. Um same thing with COVID, but but what really gets me is the question, the possibility that Ukraine policy mm -hmm. uh, may be at at the heart of this because uh, mm -hmm. the uh, British government, even more than the U.S. government, is um, full throatedly pro Ukraine. Okay, and uh, you know, and they don't have a First Amendment over there. And so, and so he's in England, and I'm wondering if if this is you know uh, the British government intervening, and and that raises the question: if these private companies are going to start doing the bidding of governments in terms of shutting down critics of government policy, you know, uh, well that's just censorship. Of course, you know? it is. Yeah, but um, but using a cutout right gets you around the Congress shall make no law bit right of the first well except Amendment. that it doesn't necessarily uh, in the United States if uh, you're uh, functioning as a government contractor or as a government uh, foil mm. then guess what it becomes go uh, the government's uh, responsibility. So uh, and no and and people have won cases in that uh, area before and the the thing has uh, now has a, a controlling big tech uh, 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 cases has been can you show the the government uh, influence or requirement mm -hmm. in this and it's starting to happen that they are. Mm -hmm. uh, Unfortunately, in uh, one of the cases I was interested in, we got just past the statute of limitations. So mm -hmm. uh, when, we, when we got the evidence, but uh, there are other things that are being done. Uh, but, you know. Alex Berenson, among others, uh, yeah. says that the, uh, that the uh, a White House meeting uh, was behind him getting uh, banned from Twitter, and Twitter has restored his account. So apparently, uh, 
you know, they, and, and then you have uh, Texas, uh, which has passed a state law uh, that may be binding. And so, so we're, you know, this is going to make its way into the court system one way or the other. Well, Florida's similar law has been ruled then unconstitutional by a, a different uh, circuit court. And so you've got a conflict between the circuits and that is likely to get it into the Supreme Court fairly quickly. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, though, some of us are still able to rely on PayPal. Tell us about the yellow button. For now. Ah, yes, folks. It is that time of the show uh, where we resort to shameless capitalism. Uh, and I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will see near the top of the center column the yellow button with the word donate. If you will click that button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, yen, euros, just about any currency except Russian rubles um, to support uh, the blog, uh, to support the podcast, and most importantly, to make my wife happy because my wife likes it when I make money off this endeavor and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. In the column uh, on the right there, you'll find a tip jar icon. Click on that, and it'll take you to my PayPal account where you can help support the blog and the podcast, or you can do your shopping at the Hogwash store, and I get a cut of that action, obviously. And if you uh, use the Amazon shopping links that you find on blogs around the internet, including Hogwash and the other McCain, the blogger gets a cut of the action. That's something good that Amazon does for the blogosphere. Uh, or you can use the, uh, on the menu bar at the top. There's a thing that says DMCA contact. Click on that. It has my snail mail address and you can send your gold russian rubles uh that way however you choose to support us please remember the five most important words in the english language hit the freaking tip jar indeed now stacy uh and um and diana i i i have this real puzzling question mm. um why is the president of United Earth running for governor? <laughs> oh, oh, that was so good. And it had me rolling. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, she hasn't well, joined that shuffling throng. I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Well, well the thing, she couldn't. Sorry. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that in, as part of her campaign, she stirred up, uh, uh, re-stirred up a whole bunch of stuff about dumb abortion. stuff, dumb mm -hmm. stuff. And I had a, uh, I had a post called "Fact Checking a Fact Checkist." Mm -hmm. uh, Glenn Kessler, uh, who uh, is the fact checker uh, at uh, Wapo, uh, had a tweet up. For what it's worth, quote, fetal heartbeat, unquote, is a misnomer. The ultrasound picks up electrical activity generated okay. by an embryo. So the 
so-called heartbeat sound you hear is created by the ultrasound. Not until 10 weeks uh, can the opening and closing of cardiac valves be detected by a Doppler machine. Well, first of all, I will tell you that at uh, five weeks, we listened using one of those Dopplers uh, to my son William's heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I'll also tell you as an engineer who has worked on ultrasound systems, Uh ultrasound detects sound not electricity uh it doesn't it actually in and detects uh uh, density and motion that is what an ultrasound does yes it it, Um, basically it's a sonar system yeah and the only reason i know that by the way is because um a friend of mine is a midwife um and she actually uh she actually loves the ultrasound it the things that it does for her um when she's talking to a a a prospective mom are just amazing anyway but yeah uh that was one of the stupidest things i have ever heard in my life and i loved kurt schlichter's response so um wait a minute you're admitting that the embryo that there's electrical activity which means that the embryo is (gasps) alive well not only that but the idea that it isn't until 10 weeks well at 10 weeks you have the circulatory system going Mm -hmm. everything else but you're actually uh, stuff's already starting to be pushed around much earlier than that, mm-hmm. and the muscles contract that, and expand. Right, the, but the muscles that eventually grow into the heart begin mm-hmm. their rhythmic contractions, which is what you, mm-hmm. the beating is, according to physicians, mm-hmm. at around 22 days after gestation. Yep, Concep- conception rather. So I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know. It was, it's, I mean, it was so bad that I gave him oh, yeah. not four, but five Pinocchios. And he I, deserved it. That was it, disgusting. Yeah. But I mean, and then Catholics for choice. Oh, oh, oh. Ow. Have, Catholics for choice. The anti-abortion, this is a tweet. The anti-abortion movement is rooted in white supremacy. But no. y'all aren't ready mm-hmm. for that conversation yet. So I just responded with a quote from Margaret Sanger, the founder of, uh, uh, Planned, of Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. But they did. Well, they've taken a pretty good shot at it in terms of the <laughs> ratio of, 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 of babies killed by race. But in uh. a similar in a similar vein to all of that, uh, yesterday evening... Uh, I was driving down I-95 through the Maryland suburbs of D.C. Actually, I was going Mm -hmm. to Ikea to pick up a bookshelf. And uh, (laughs) there was a group standing on one of the overpasses. And, you know, they have those chain link fences to keep them from jumping. And Mm -hmm. uh, they had flung banners over the chain link fences on the southbound lane there that read, (laughs) Defend, Row, Vote, Blue. And it's like, guys, aren't you a bit late? They are. You know, Dobbs case kind of has that nailed. But anyway, that's that. That's the abortion guffuffle that uh, <sighs> uh, the president of United Earth stirred up. Meanwhile, <laughs> Stacy has been shocked, shocked, I tell you, to discover uh, who she isn't popular with. 
Yeah, uh, the media, in, in particular, my hometown paper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, or as they sometimes call it down home, the urinal constipation. Yes, um, is shocked that Stacey Abrams is unpopular with black men, which <laughs> by by which they mean she she's only getting seventy five percent of the vote according to their poll. Uh, but normally Democrats get more than ninety percent of the black vote, mm-hmm. but the gap tooth water buffalo is struggling significantly below that level. In 2018, Abrams came within 55,000 votes of defeating Republican Brian Kemp thanks to a surge of votes from black Georgians. Now, notice this. She came within 55,000 votes. That's that's uh, a uh, uh, much larger margin for Brian Kemp Mm-hmm. Uh, than Joe Biden could claim in Georgia. Oh, by yeah. The way. yeah, yeah, but but oh, she came with it anyways. But uh, she energized voters of color. I'm quoting from the uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution. She energized voters of color who often skip midterms with a liberal platform and a history making appeal to become the black, first black governor in state history. In 2022, however, the Democrat is struggling to solidify her support with African-American voters she must mobilize to win the rematch. A recent Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll underscored her difficulties, showing she has 79% support from black voters. While that may appear to be a lofty number, Democrats typically poll at least 10 percentage points higher with black voters. Among black men, Abrams' support dips to 75%. Um, it's no anomaly. Other recent polls have indicated Abrams has lagging support among voters of color, and Kemp is notching double-digit backing from Black Georgians in a string of surveys. And and uh, and by the way, I I explain why I called Stacey Abrams a gap-tooth water buffalo. Yes. Uh, it, it involves a controversy from Pennsylvania many years ago, back when uh, political correctness was first rising its head above there. There was a an, uh, an Israeli student at the University of Pennsylvania who... Mm-hmm. Uh, who got himself into, it was a, a huge controversy. On, it on was, campus. yes. Yes, and at the time it made headlines all over the place because uh, the New York Times got involved and everything like that. But uh, you can read that at my blog. Uh, but but the important thing is it involved the Hebrew word for water buffalo, which is behema which is used as slang for a loud, rowdy person, which, mm-hmm. of course, is what I had in mind. Also, mm-hmm. she's fat. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, yes, sadly. Um, I have a friend, I actually, she was um, on one occasion observed getting out of a car. It required two people to uh, get her on her feet. Uh, what, what, Stacey Abrams? Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I, the, the idea that, that she is viewed by so many liberals as, as just an icon. Uh, and, and she was just a, a, a backbench state uh, representative before she, she got involved with that. But, but this is the craziness of Trump derangement syndrome in action, right? Well, here's the thing. Um, if you actually are talking to a Georgian and a any Georgian, but a black Georgian, and you ask them to uh, you you say to them the words words to the effect of, um, "Well, wait a sec. Uh, Stacey Abrams per, uh, uh, advocates for abortion on demand without apology, uh, with no restrictions." And they start, uh, essentially, I have yet to meet a black Georgian who is really comfortable with that position. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really uncomfortable with that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you've got a lot of church going people. I mean, the yeah. church is just the center of the black community in so many ways. And, and, and the outsiders, the liberal outsiders, just don't understand that. Um, you know, the thing is that almost every black person I have met here is a thoroughly decent person. Um, some of them may have not gotten the best, uh, may have not gotten the best education or the best uh, shake in life, but they are thoroughly decent. And yeah. I don't get how they can listen, looked at this woman with anything except embarrassment. Yes, yes. Well, I think that there was a comment uh, that someone made that one of the problems that she uh, may be having with black men is uh, she reminds them of the kind of black women that they don't like. I mean, doesn't, I mean, doesn't, I mean, couldn't her name just as easily be Karen? It or some, or or doesn't she remind doesn't she remind you of like an elementary school teacher that none of the kids could stand? Uh, yeah. Well, it's I I think this goes back to you know a very similar situation quite recently of uh, when the Democrats nominated a woman mm. that a lot of people just never liked, and her name was Hillary Clinton. Right. And and I I can tell you. My wife has hated Hillary Clinton for nearly, well, 30 years now. And, and you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just a, a, a thing with, with my wife, you know, of she hating is nakedly corrupt. Well, you know, it's just that it, it's just that a lot of people, it's just that's not, you know, that, that, you know, the people who the partisans, I'll put it to you this way. Mm. Uh, who can see nothing that Hillary has ever done wrong, right? And can't understand that they it's got to be sexism that anyone doesn't like Hillary. And, okay, you can call it whatever you want to, but there's a lot of people that don't like her. And, and, and I think that I think something very similar is going on with Stacey Abrams, who, you know, I mean, you know, the partisans love her. You know, but you get outside of that partisan bubble and not everybody's so excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, John. Yep. 
that's all right. Uh, I, 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 you got. I think you folks have pretty well got her nailed. Uh, yeah. But uh, the thing is, why, if she's president of United Earth, is she bothering with Governor of Alabama <laughs> of, of, of Georgia? Yeah, it just doesn't, because doesn't, she holds it, a grudge. <laughs> uh, Maybe that. Uh, I, you know, it's all about. I guess it's all about your priorities. And uh, this week, I wrote about a couple of law mm. enforcement priorities that we have. Yeah. Item one: A Texas sheriff uh, will investigate. Uh, the DeSantis flights of migrants to Martha's Vineyard. The, the sheriff of Bear County, which is where San Antonio is, has opened a criminal investigation into Governor DeSantis. Uh, he uh, he's uh, going to investigate whether the migrants who were flown to Martha's Vineyard were victims of a crime. Um, I'm not sure what crime that might be. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, you're uh, already in the country illegally, right? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, make the case we're flying you from one place to another is a crime, right? Well, actually, yeah, right. uh, well, uh, yeah. The thing is, it would, it is a, it is a crime to, uh, to, uh, move illegals through the United, facilitate the movement of illegals to the United States for the purpose of uh, their, uh, you know, their illegal immigration. But once the feds have already documented it and everything, the, uh, the people DeSantis was moving, actually he was intercepting people that the feds were about to fly to Florida and offering uh. a ride to Massachusetts. So you know. they look if the if the federal government is dumping in the middle of the night a bunch of illegal aliens uh, wherever they please, I don't see a problem with a governor um, saying to them, "Hey, would you like to go to to Massachusetts? Here's a brochure." <laughs> yep. I just don't and, get it. Yeah, and, and, and they were saying, well, the people were saying that it wasn't. The brochure was fake because it wasn't actually printed by the state of Massachusetts. Actually, no, it, it was. It was just, no, actually, it was a screen dump of their website. Ah. <laughs> but, That's but, to say, it, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> you know, uh, what it, is it that was, song by the Bee Gees, Massachusetts? You remember that song? No, sadly. Um, I didn't really like the Bee Gees, so I don't da, didn't know that da, one. Da, 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 in Massachusetts. You know, I, I it's okay. Stacy, don't give and up I your day know. job. All right, okay, okay, okay. But the other the other one was New York DA launches probe into fraud allegations over the Zeldin nomination. Uh, the Albany County, New York district attorney is reportedly moving forward with a probe into election fraud allegations connected with the nomination of a Republican gubernatorial candidate. Uh, just a couple of, they did it the same week that the absentee ballots were going out. Did they happen to uh, mention that the guy had been uh, physically attacked by some nutsoid? Well, but, but but here's the thing is that it wasn't anything that he did. It might have been somebody that's, you know, did that wound up, you know, one of his supporters, but nothing that uh, Zeldin did. Uh, mm. But, you know, uh, sh show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, I watched uh, the death of Stalin last night and 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Alabama seven, Vanderbilt nothing. All right. Oh dear. All right. So so there's hope that we can we can withstand the mighty Commodores. Yeah, you might be able to. It's a, well, it, you know, it, there was once a group of Commodores from Alabama. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a brick house. house. Yeah, she's mighty, mighty, just letting it all hang out. <laughs> oh yeah, and and <laughs> yes, the Commodores were from. Uh, uh, I, I believe it was Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they also launched and they launched the uh, uh, career of uh, what was his name? Lionel Richie. Uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah. And yeah, during yeah. the early 80s, man, if, if there was a soft, sad, slow dance song, he sang <laughs> Lionel it. Lionel Richie sang it. Yep. 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 Well, <laughs> on the other hand, that, that, uh, my my least favorite DA though, who still has a job, uh, is still in office in uh, Baltimore. Although she's will be out of a job, uh, we hope. Uh, well, no, she's been voted out of office. I yes. know, but she that doesn't mean she's out of a job badly. Yeah, so well, I, I, well, there is a chance she'll get an opportunity for, uh, making license plates. That yeah, good, yeah, yeah. The headline happen. at my uh, uh, at the other McCain.com this week was why isn't Marilyn Mosby in prison yet? Okay, <laughs> because I'm sitting there and and you know, but I, I sit there and usually the office in, in you know my basement mm-hmm. office um, at the house. Uh, the TV is usually turned to Fox News, but mm-hmm. every once in a while, uh, just to sort of like get outside the bubble and see what's going on, um, you know, I switch it over and I switched over to CNN and I'm sitting there and looked over and there is Marilyn Mosby being interviewed on CNN. And I said to myself, wait a minute, I thought she was already in fre- federal prison. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I guess I had, had not not paid attention to the news, but she certainly belongs in federal prison. Uh, she was indicted earlier this year by a federal grand jury on perjury and mortgage fraud charges related to her purchase of two vacation homes in Florida. Mm-hmm. Her trial has been postponed until next March. Uh, and she was defeated in her bid to be reelected for a third term, losing the Democratic primary in July. Mm-hmm. But God only knows whether Baltimore will ever recover from the damage Mosby yeah. inflicted on the city since becoming uh, since being elected in 2014. And here on the blog, and I, I, I wish you could see it, I've got a chart uh, showing... Yeah annual homicides in Baltimore over the course of a decade. And what you see is that um, prior to her election, they were averaging a a little over 200 uh, homicides per year. Her first year in office, uh, there was uh, about a 75% increase in homicides, okay? Mm-hmm. In one year, it went from 211 to 344. One year, okay? That's an extra 133, and I can't do the math in my head, but it's <laughs> somewhere 
something like a 70% increase in, mm -hmm. uh, in, in one year, and it hasn't gone down. And, <laughs> and, and of course, I make the point, I, I lead out with a quote from the Daily Signal, pointing out that she was one of the first district attorneys uh, elected with the backing of liberal billionaire George Soros, who has this idea that uh, well, we're just going to completely change the criminal justice system uh, in ways uh, that that basically amount to turning criminals loose. Okay, we're just we're just not going to put criminals in jail anymore, and. Uh, this has consequences far beyond Baltimore. If you live anywhere within, you know, a, a 200 mile radius of Baltimore, uh, your crime rates have gone up because if you're not locked up in Baltimore, guess what? You can go anywhere else. And, and in Pennsylvania, uh, Virginia, the District of Columbia and throughout Maryland, uh, uh, these perpetrators are perpetrating. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've had criminals from Baltimore come up to uh, Carroll County, haven't you, John? Uh, well, typically uh, that doesn't happen so much here because we have hanging judges. Uh, and uh, uh, no, seriously, the reputation uh, of Carroll County is a little. Uh, uh, yeah, our 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 murder rate <laughs> is less than a. Uh, you know, it's it's more than a decimal point shift compared to uh, the state as a whole and, and more than that compared to Baltimore. Um, it's Well, uh, there's a podcast angle to the Marilyn Mosby story that explains why she was on CNN the other morning. Oh, boy. Mm. A podcast, okay? Go for it. A true crime podcast called Serial, okay? Oh, yes looked into a 1999 um, murder in Baltimore uh, mm -hmm. in which uh, Adnan Syed is his name, uh, killed his ex-girlfriend, Hay Min Lee. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, as you can tell by the names, he is like some kind of Arab and she's, uh, I believe, Chinese of ancestry uh, and I think she's Hmong, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, she may be um uh Southeast Asian. But anyways, uh he, uh this crime was it was an open and shut case. Okay. It was not it was not something uh sketchy or anything like that. And but uh <laughs> they found little things in the case that they could claim Hmm. Um, that they could claim uh, showed uh, that the possibility that uh, Adnan was uh, wrongly convicted. But this is a crime uh, that took place more than 20 years ago. And, and so uh, this case became kind of a cause celebrity. Mm -hmm. And, and um, anyways, this week, Marilyn Mosby directed... Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a judge uh, to basically to drop the charges against him. They're they're going to reinvestigate the case, uh, but they after twenty him. years, good luck. What? Yeah, after twenty was, years, good luck. Yeah, well, he had been sentenced 
to life plus 30 years because mm -hmm. of the heinousness of this particular crime. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and so, but he is uh, now out uh, and simply because uh, I guess he thought that uh, it would uh, help her with progressive uh, supporters and stuff like that. And on my blog, I linked to an article by Thomas Hogan in City mm -hmm. Journal uh, that gives you the full background on the case. Mm -hmm. and, it, it, and it should make you angry because she did not even inform the family, the family. of the victim what she was doing. And they're, no. they're just livid. Uh, they should be. They should be. George Gascon does the same thing. Chesa Boot in, in San Francisco used to do the same thing. Um, people who have uh, fam the, the families of the victims, and sometimes the victims themselves, are never consulted on this stuff. They are uh, blindsided by it and treated with utter contempt by the uh, by the pro-criminal <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm i'm trying to try i'm trying to find a way to say it that isn't horrible but that's what it amounts to these families are being completely and the victims themselves are being completely blindsided and treated as if they're inconsequential and this is the thing by the way that's going to eventually bring these people down because okay we could all uh, kind of go with the presumption of innocence and all the and oh maybe a mistake was made. Some we can get to that, but you know what? We can't get behind. We can't get behind families and victims being treated this way. They yeah. need yeah. some input too, and this is what's going to bring them down. And and Baltimore wonders, you know, why it's a collapsing city. Did you ever watch a TV show called Homicide? Uh, yeah. In fact, I read the book the uh, book that it was based on. That did you that know that the crime? It. Did you know the murder rate in Baltimore uh, came down uh, uh, at, 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 in the 21st century? That show. Well, but no, it came down. Well, actually, no, it stayed up around 300, but it uh, uh, came down in the, in the early part of the 20th century by, mm -hmm. by a, almost uh, uh, 40%, and it is now higher than it was, yeah, particularly uh, with the collapsing po population. You're, you're mm. killing more people in a, a, a smaller uh, city. So, yeah. It, that's, uh, that's that's incredible you know but as 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 a newspaperman who, uh, who wrote for the baltimore sun once said democracy is the idea that people should get what they vote for good and hard good and yeah. hard yeah. well i tell you i tell you what i today i was going along and i we were driving over here to uh parkersburg and i said i said there you know i have a, a theory of life which i call the negative theory of life okay mm -hmm. that the secret of happiness and success is not so much what you do as what you avoid, okay? Mm. In other words, the things you don't do. And so I'm always telling my kids things that you would think you wouldn't have to tell kids, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> like, kids. It's things like uh, heroin is a bad drug. Stay away oh, from yeah. heroin, you know? And, and things like, uh, things like uh, 
uh, you know, don't send pictures of your penis to people. Okay, that's you know. <laughs> But, 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 you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Anthony Weiner would still be in Congress. He might be in the Senate by now. If only he had listened to my advice. Certain things you should not do. And one of them is don't go to Baltimore. Stay away from Baltimore. Anything that that you want to do that requires going to Baltimore, you probably shouldn't do it. And also... To avoid people who are from Baltimore, okay? Oh, just, just, just scratch Baltimore off your list of things mm. to do. It'll make your life better. There are people out here in Carroll County who refer to them as Baltimoreans. Uh, by the way, Van- Vanderbilt scored a field goal, so it's seven to three, Alabama. Oh uh, no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, but meanwhile, one of the other things, Stacy, that uh, you should probably do is avoid crazy people. They're dangerous. Yes. Crazy people are dangerous, as I have told my readers over and over. This is the 40th item with the same headline, okay? <laughs> and it just might be the best, okay? Um because of the picture, okay. I, I it's this very, guy. It's very difficult uh, in a podcast to use words to describe this picture of this guy <laughs> in his the makeup. Eyes, the eyes. Okay, Stacy. Stacy, the big thing. The big thing that you can uh, that will go over uh, as an explanation to your to podcasters is uh, listeners is this. Um, he has had uh, Joker makeup wiped off his face. <laughs> yeah, and his hair's still green. But um, his hair's still green. You're right about that. And it, and it was a very short post. Say hello to 51-year-old Missouri resident Jeremy Garnier, mm-hmm. who in March 2020 decided it would be a good idea to dress up as comic book villain The Joker mm-hmm. and record a live stream threatening to kill a thousand people. Last week, he was sentenced to 60 days in jail and two years of probation for making terrorist threats. You okay. will perhaps not be surprised to learn that Garnier has a lengthy history of previous crimes, which he claims he committed in order to support his crack habit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So the question is whether the world is getting crazier or is it just that now we have social media that allows people to broadcast their craziness? Could be, Stacey. That boogie woogie piano is kind of loud there, John. Yeah, and guys, I need to tell you something else. I'm going to have to be on the road for the next two weeks, so we're going to have to take two weeks off this time. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we will return in October on a Saturday uh, to uh, to carry on with the other podcasts. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you, Diana. Anytime. Good night, Diana, and good night, Stacy, and good night. Good night.
Thank <laughs> you. 